The Sims. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of Two Geeks, Two Beers with me, Tom Eames, and my fellow geek keeping it on the lockdown, Morgan Jeffrey. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, this time I'm taking the reins and we're heading back into the world of video games. When we said this last week to each other, we were like, um, oh, it's been ages since we did a video game episode. No, it wasn't. We, we did a James Bond video games one quite recently. Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah but it, it, that's sort of like video game movie adjacent right <laughs> yeah we haven't done a proper hardcore video game episode for a while there you um, go I, I don't i don't feel like you know real gamers would consider that no a gaming yeah. episode yeah uh but as we're feeling like you know all our lives are not quite in control right now uh we're all sort of stuck at home and being told what to do and when oh, so clever so you clever could, you could say that your life feels like a bit of i don't know a, a simulation maybe oh could you yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for this episode, we want to take you back, back to a time when S Club 7 ruled the charts. Harry oh. Potter was still in just book form and social media was writing down someone's address in a file of facts or some sort of shit. But, or, or, as Tom, or as Tom likes to call it, paradise. <laughs> it wasn't a file of facts, that was more 80s. What did, do you remember that it had those like um, personal organiser, electronic organiser things It had like a little stylus pen and all that kind of thing? Do you remember that? I- no, I didn't have one. I wasn't a nerd. I didn't have one, but they didn't exist. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I remember my mate had one, and at the time, it was like the height of cool. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a stylus pen. <laughs> anyway, we are um, heading back to early 2000 and video game stalwart, The Sims. Uh, not so much the entire Sims history will be here all day, but specifically the first entry into the series. So thoughts, memories about The Sims? Uh, none and none. I, I what? don't think. <laughs> well, this is thought, good. This is good. I, I thought you played it. Not really. Like, ah. th- 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 what a bit. But this will be good because this will all be brand new information yeah, for me. Yeah. But I sort of, uh, much like with a Tamagotchi, <laughs> I, I sort of toyed with The Sims. I played with it a little bit. I enjoyed the world building aspect. So yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, um, you know, did you, did you build their house? I can't even remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. You build a house and you design the people and you put them in the house. And that was the point at which I got bored. Yeah. <laughs> because actually going through their day-to-day lives, I was like, oh, I can't, I'm, I'm bored. I'm short attention span. I'm, I'm, I can't bother with this. Um, but I, I understand I'm in the minority. I understand it's quite yeah. popular. Yeah. Well, I would, I would have been about 13, I think, when this came out. Um, uh, which back then meant I had the brain of probably like a seven-year-old. Even, <laughs> but like thirteen-year-olds now are quite, you know, quite, um, quite adult, switched on. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like for us, we, yeah, you were still a child at thirteen, and um, we, yeah. So I, ha- I, I remember having this game and just being absolutely obsessed with it. Like being up into the really late hours on my family PC, it would have been at the time, and just, um, just playing The Sims. Even though nothing really happens in it, it you, you just get lost in that world. Um, and yeah, just, I, I, you know, I did that thing that most people would do if you had The Sims, which was make yourself or make your family or 
maybe you and your friends at the time and you'd, you'd make a, I tried to make the same house as we had. And uh, I love, I love that. It's, but it's so true that like, only your imagination yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, is limiting you. You can build anything, you can be anyone. And what everyone yeah. did on The Sims was build their own house yeah, and yeah. be themselves. Well, it's like uh, in the American office where Dwight, he's in Second Life and he just makes himself and he's a, he, his, his fantasy is that he works at a paper company. It's just exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um, so in case you don't know, The Sims is a series of life simulation video games developed by Maxis and published by Electronic Arts. Uh, franchise has sold nearly 200 million copies worldwide and is one of the best-selling video game series of all time. Uh, the games in the Sim series are sandbox games in that they lack any defined goals most of the time, except for maybe later expansion packs and whatnot. But in terms of the, the, the original Sims, it doesn't have any like end game. It was just uh, an ongoing can you, thing. Can you complete the Sims? There's, there's nothing to complete. There's no... Uh, <laughs> there's nothing to complete. No. There are ways that uh, it could technically end for reasons I'll get onto, but there's no like goal. There's right? No... Can you and can you? So you can't. You can't even like do it well. Without, no, I, I mean, with, no... with, with the except with the exception of like keep yourself and the other people yeah. in the game alive. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no point system. There's no. You know. So that, if you think about it, even now that's a bit funny. But back then, especially, especially the, the idea of that must have been really hard to sell on paper. Because the game yeah. was about you know reaching an end, winning points, completing a level, that kind of thing. So it's it's very uh, very um, groundbreaking for that reason. Uh, so in the game, uh, the player creates virtual people called Sims, places them in houses, and helps direct their moods and satisfy their desires. Uh, you can either go into pre-constructed homes or build them yourself. Um, and as you say, you could spend hours and hours and hours making them, uh, these amazing houses, putting loads of great shit in it. Making it <laughs> perfect, and uh, and then, yeah, just start playing. It might get a bit bored, but it. Yeah, I did the same thing with, uh, you know, Pro Evo, Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, mm. you know, my mate Sam would spend hours and hours and hours because the editor in Pro Evo was amazing. Like, uh, in terms of the what you could do with the face and the body and and everything, we'd make all of our mates in a game. We'd we'd spend about nine hours making this, making the kit and everything. And, um, and then we'd run out of time to actually play the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fancy a little mini history lesson on life simulation games? I'd love a little mini history lesson on life simulation games. So, uh, life simulation games, or artificial life games, uh, found their origins, this is, this is heavy stuff, in artificial <laughs> life research, including Conway's Game of Life from 1970. But one of the first commercially viable artificial life games was Little Computer People from 1985 on the Commodore 64 that allow players to uh, type requests to characters living in a virtual house. So that, you could say, was the very first Sims-style game. It's not, uh, it's not quite as catchy, little computer No, people. no. Uh, and then, obviously, in the 90s, you had artificial intelligence uh, programming-type stuff, including, like you say, the Tamagotchi. We all had one of those, or you really wanted one of those if you were a kid in the 90s. I, uh, I fed mine, and I fed it too much, and it died. Oh dear. Do you have Tamagotchi fever? If you hang toys from pets, enjoy lasers and secret compartments, you've got it, and McDonald's has the cure. There's one keychain toy in every Happy Meal you buy at McDonald's. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Did somebody say McDonald's? But it was weird though, wasn't it? That you'd, it wasn't a thing that you turned off. It, even though you turned it off, it was still living inside your, it was bizarre, the idea of that back then, as a kid, trying to work that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Even even now that's odd though, isn't it? Even now, if you think about it, it's like if you had a game, even The Sims, if you turn The Sims off, 
yeah. they were still living in the Sims while you were doing something else. Yeah, it, it, they it paused it. Couldn't actually no, yeah, you couldn't actually you could you would you would you would step away from the Tamagotchi, but you couldn't actually stop it. No, you couldn't exactly. turn it off. No, slightly unsettling. So a little bit of backstory about The Sims in general. So game designer Will Wright was inspired to uh, create a virtual dollhouse after losing his home in the Oakland firestorm of 1991, and he had to rebuild his life because of it. Uh, replacing his <laughs> so, home- so, wait, so so he had to so sorry he lost everything. Yeah, he had to re- he had to rebuild his life, and his first first thought was, oh, game. I wonder if I could uh, yeah, I wonder <laughs> if I could do this in a video game. No, no, you got bigger things. You got bigger things to worry about, Will. I mean, what are you thinking? Will was already part of the team that made SimCity, so he was already in that world. It wasn't a completely Will. Random, but, yeah. Will, I mean, come on, man. I bet his family's like, Will, we need, <laughs> we need to find somewhere to live. And he's like, yeah, but I've got this great idea for a game. I've got you know algorithms he, in he, my head. He was right in the end. I bet he presumably became a millionaire, but I bet like in the short term, probably seemed like it wasn't the greatest move from Will at the time. No, not really. But, you know, it, uh, whilst replacing his home and his other possessions, it made him think about adapting that life experience into a game, obviously. Uh, and when Wright initially took his ideas to the Maxis board of directors, they were sceptical and gave little support for financing of the game. Well, were they not fans of little computer people? <laughs> Maybe he didn't know about the word. He was like, have you, you, you're dissing my idea, you're joking. If you not played little computer people on the Commodore 64, it was a classic, a classic. But the directors of Electronic Arts, which bought Maxis in 97, were more receptive. Uh, SimCity had been a great success, so they saw the possibility of doing the same thing. Um, wait, 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 so... so so SimCity came first? Yeah, yeah. It was already a thing in the 90s, SimCity. I thought, but maybe I knew that, but I also thought they were part of the same thing. I thought The Sims was like, cause, you know, Sim. I thought it was a spin-off from SimCity. I didn't realise sort of that is. this was just it's... like, more like a cash-in, if anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it sort of is a spin-off, but it's its its own separate thing. It's not like you can put wow. this as an expansion pack onto SimCity. It's a totally different thing. But um, yeah, so I guess he, he'd made that. I don't know if when they made SimCity, they considered Sim to be mean, meaning a person. You know what I mean? It was more yeah. SimCity, whereas now Sims meant a person. Um, but anyway, that was a great chat there, wasn't it? <laughs> Wright has uh, said that the Sims was actually meant as a satire on uh, US consumer culture, which is quite ironic considering what it would later turn into, I suppose. Um, yeah, he, say, he, say, he says that, but I bet he didn't mind making a bit of money off it. No, exactly. Uh, would you fancy a trailer, just to get into the, the swing of it? Let's, let's take a trip back. I remember watching that, uh, again, that would have come out in the year 2000. It might have even come out in 1999, that trailer. Um, and back then, this is, you didn't have YouTube. You didn't watch trailers on things like that. You only got trailers like that on another game that you bought. Mm. So, like, I think I must have had an EA Sports game. Like, I was obsessed with the NHL game back then. Um, and so it was probably on that. And I remember watching that and just thinking, living in the future, boys. This is because <laughs> it just looks so out of nothing like anything else. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. But even now, that that looks that looks good, right? I mean, it looks yeah. like, similar Partic- to Roller Coaster Tycoon type thing, right? Yeah, I mean, the character designs have dated a little, but particularly mm. the um the you know the backgrounds and the surroundings yeah. and the house design still still hold up. Yeah. So however many years later, twenty or two decades later, the structure of the game is actually you know an agent-based artificial life program, which means I, yeah, I did know, I did know that actually. You did know? That. No, of course I fucking didn't know. <laughs> For the, for the layman, uh, 
that essentially means that the uh, presentation of the game's artificial intelligence is advanced in that the sims will respond to outside conditions independently so they will just do stuff without you doing it however um there are there are certain uh, actions that you need the player's intervention to do stuff so getting jobs and things like that you need you need to tell them to do it whereas other and things, if you you know, it, like to what? So yeah, to what degree are they kind of self-sufficient? So if you leave them and you don't give them any direction, will they just sort of like shit themselves? Or um, I think they, from what I can remember, they do. They did at the very least go to the toilets and eat food. I might be wrong. Right. I'm not be remembering that right, but um, I'm pretty sure the basics they would do themselves. Yeah. But in terms of like finding jobs and and getting relationships and all that kind of stuff, um, they would need. A little bit of help in that regard. So uh, neighbours would just turn up to the house and, and ding dong, and then they could interact without you doing anything. But I think, and I think this sort of thing changed in later games. I think it probably got more. The AI probably improved with each game, mm. but in the original one, at least, you had to get involved in, in certain aspects. Um, it has been described as more like a toy than a game, and it, you know, it came out just before the kind of era of reality TV and Big Brother and all that kind of thing. So I reckon that's why it was particularly important. Uh, uh, popular rather because it's the simple idea of watching people doing nothing all day that was just like the shit back then wasn't it that was just <laughs> you know no, yes yeah, it's, it's very true it was like the cusp of that kind of observational reality tv where you know the days of people watching big brother live streams 24 yeah. 7 and this is this is that except you have godlike control yeah exactly and, you know, with each expansion pack and with each new version of The Sims, it got more wacky and cartoony. But with the very first one, it was very simple. It was just people living in a house and doing normal things. So it had that very much a big brother element to it. And given that you had this sort of godlike power over The Sims, though, and was there not the temptation to just fuck with them a little bit? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you could, you could just like build you know, build a room with no doors and put a sim in there and see what happened. I don't yeah. know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just a psychopath. But... Oh yeah, no, you can, because uh, like Rollercoaster <laughs> Tycoon. Oh no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> like Rollercoaster Tycoon, the early sims, you, if you didn't put the right flooring down, or yeah. you move some flooring, yeah, they get trapped or something, they can't do it. And so, because, well, I was about to get onto this, so, um, although the sims could technically go on forever, characters could be killed off via starvation, Drowning, fires, and electrocution, or they apparently oh, wait. even they can even leave the game if they were seriously unhappy. How can they leave the get? They just get seriously depressed and leave it. That's what it says here. But how, where do they go? Where do they go? The whole world is the game. I guess they get like a There's... incredible Hulk type uh, bun bunion. What was, his, what was that thing? <laughs> a bunion. What was it called? We looked at. Um, it's like a knapsack. Well, we'll call it a knapsack. It wasn't that, but uh, yeah. So maybe they get one of those and walk off into the sunset. I mean, I mean, to be fair, David Banner did a lot of walking. He probably did get a bunion or two. He but, was um... called David Banyan in another episode. That's why I'm calling it that. Remember, <laughs> David David Banyan's bunion. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just going through a bit of um, you know. A, a, a crisis thinking about where do sims go when they leave the game do they <clears throat> cease to exist simulation but, yeah it's quite yeah. deep also i don't understand how they can starve when you said they feed themselves well they can but i suppose if you lock them in a room or if you don't <laughs> fridge in or something then they will just starve because they're stupid right they're, you know, they couldn't order takeout or anything like that well they could but i think you had to tell them to do it um right. so there are a list of limitations in the original version of the sims 
uh, most notably that while newborn babies do eventually become children, they will then never grow up to become adults without expansion packs or hacks. So they just sort of stay children forever. If you just had your Sims and didn't do anything else with it. Uh, also, adult Sims never age or die of old age in the original Sims. Uh, and there is also no concept of weekends. Uh, so for some reason, they just... What, what is a weekend? Yeah. Uh, for example, adults and children are expected to go to work and attend school every day. So there's no weekend element in the original Sims. Um, this sounds this sounds hideous. This sounds like so like, so children ne never age. You yeah. never you never, never die. You never, get the, never get the sweet release of death, and no. you work every single day. This is yeah. like a, di a virtual dystopia. <laughs> it's horrific. Uh, adults receive a warning if they miss one day of work, but they are fired if they miss work for two consecutive days. Jesus. Children can study at home to keep their school grades up, but if their grades drop too far, they will be sent to military school and will never be. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I reckon I reckon this guy losing his house like, yeah, took he left a psychological him. mark upon him and he was taken this is what he really wanted this is what it was really about he wanted to sort of take out his emotional turmoil on these virtual people on these little computer people <laughs> uh, also yeah here we go sims also have pathfinding issues such as not being able to walk past chairs walking on paved or carpeted surfaces even if it means taking the long way and getting stuck in doorways if another sim is coming in and out of the opposite direction. So they... <laughs> so a bit of a, bit of a oh, 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 yeah. awkward. Yeah. What, do mean, what, what, what do you mean they can't walk past chairs? Like, like they have to sit down? If it's like, I can't, I can't resist a chair, I have to sit in it. I think if the chair is positioned on a certain way, they can't, they get stuck in that, like... They can't manoeuvre around the chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the player must make decisions about time spent on fulfilling the needs of the sims. These are, so when you clicked on your sim, their little head will pop up and it will have all these different actions and at the bottom screen you had a list of their different emotions and things and those right. were hunger, social, fun, comfort, hygiene, bladder, room and energy. So for instance if you go into a, a room which was shit it didn't have any nice things in it it would go yeah. red instantly whereas if you then walked into a nice room it would go green. Green is good. Um, whereas obviously if you need a piss then bladder will go to red, he's hungry, if he's He's bored, all that kind of stuff. So you need to constantly try and keep it as green as you can. So there was like a goal in that respect, but you know they never die unless you kill them off because you're sick. Um, yeah, if the simulated humans do not perform the proper amount of maintenance, they will sicken and die. <laughs> I love the word sicken. <laughs> I hear the word sicken enough. Yeah. Um, Where did you find that sicken? <laughs> I think this is the Sims wikia. I, I have rewritten it myself a little bit, but you know I, I, I like keeping in words like that. Um, not fulfilling these needs has other negative side effects. For example, if a sim has lowered their energy need, uh, they will pass out where they stand. So they would just sort of, if they've lost, if they've not gone to sleep, if you force them to stay up and they won't go to bed, they will just pass out eventually. Uh, and yeah, and if, if they pass out in a swimming pool, so if that happens whilst they're in a swimming pool, they will die. They will not they they, will get out. They will, they will drown. So you can, you can kill a sim. Yeah. They just so, don't die. In, they don't die a natural death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sims need to have fun. If they don't, the fun level bar eventually lowers and they become depressed. But however depressed they become, they are unable to commit suicide. They are not programmed to do so. So, yeah. Really bleak, this. Yeah, yeah, it's really quite, bleak. I never felt it was bleak. It's only reading it back now. It's like, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> they, are, they are, however, able to be nasty to other Sim characters by insulting them, slapping them, and even attacking them. 
this has more to do with their relationship score than their mood. Um, Sims in a bad mood are more likely to ignore player inputs and autonomously seek an activity that will increase their mood. So uh, if, but if, they're, if they're annoyed, they will eventually just go, oh, fuck you, I'm doing what I want to do. What if a Sim is like in a bad mood because he needs a piss and you're like, all right, <laughs> go for a piss. And he's like, I'm not going to because I'm in a bad mood, so I'm ignoring you. Well, just that's, his, that's his problem then, isn't it? If he wants to piss himself, he'll just piss himself. <laughs> Look, I told, you, I told you to go to the loo. You don't piss <laughs> yourself, you piss yourself. You're, you're, you're a grown man. You should be able to go to the toilet by yourself. <laughs> Um, so in the beginning, uh, all families have a 20,000 simoleon uh, limit, um, that's the sim currency, to buy a house or build uh, and or furnish a house from scratch. But I just use the cheat, because there is a cheat that you can just keep doing it in and get more money, because I don't have time for that. Like uh, a real gamer. Yeah, I've got no time. I want the best house instantly. I don't want to, I don't want to wait around. So, is, do you want more about the deaths and stuff? We've kind of already talked about it, but it's... it's... I mean, I mean, that is, is, is the aspect of the game I am most interested in, yeah. if I'm honest. So, as I say, types of death include starvation, drowning, perishing in a fire, electrocution, and by a virus, which can be contracted by a pet guinea pig, which can happen when its cage is left dirty. There's a very niche virus you can get. What? Yeah, why would you, why would you throw that in? Because, like, you go, all right... That's what, like an Easter egg, isn't it? You're like, what are the deaths that they might naturally you know encounter so you go well maybe maybe like you know fire electrocution drowning and the virus of the guinea pig we'll, well throw that in there it feels very current that doesn't it it's not a bat but you know it's similar uh also is it similar is it similar anyway <laughs> <laughs> bat guinea pig That's, basically the same uh, anyway in this case uh if someone if any of the sims died the ghost of the deceased sim may haunt the building where it died so they put that a in. A supernatural element. So if you, I think if you had a house where you only had the one sim in it and they lived on their own and they died, I guess the game is over. You can't really do anything with it. But if you had a family and one of them died, it could carry on. But the, the, the haunted ghost will come back and just ruin the, the rest of their lives. Um, in addition, sims can leave a household for good and never return. Uh, two adult sims with a bad relationship may brawl eventually resulting in one of them moving out of the neighbourhood forever. I suppose and, if you and, two Sims and you hated one of them, you just go, right, let's just hope it's the right one that leaves. Because I don't want... <laughs> well, presumably you could take charge of one and just, like, bully the other one till they leave. <laughs> although, although, why would you hate? You, you've, <laughs> created, you've created both of them. I think it says more about you than it does about the Sims, if you, if you weirdly hate yeah. one of your creations. Fell out with one of them halfway through. Babies can be removed by a social worker if they are neglected. Uh, and we've already talked about the, the military school thing. So, yeah, just more more darkness. It's a lot, feels like a lot of pressure, this game. Like <laughs> It says here. Like, like I, I actively avoid responsibility in life. And <laughs> this a feels like a lot, a lot of it. A lot of it. Masquerading is fun. I like this bit. Uh, although considered states of failure, many players occasionally deliberately mistreat their sims to observe their actions and for entertainment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Poke it, see what happens. Set it, it on fire very, and see what happens. It does feel very Black Mirror, doesn't it? This whole thing. Like the, what was that one with um, the John Hamm? That that one that they did? where uh, White Christmas. Yeah, where they made a simulation version of you and you're stuck in there for ages as punishment or something. Woohoo is an interaction in the Sims series, starting from The Sims 2. So technically this isn't part of this one, but I wanted to bring it up because it's still... way else am I going to talk about it? So... It's a euphemism for sex, obviously. Now, so could you not shag in, sim, in the well, Sims? Well, this is a so there was no woohoo in the Sims. 
Uh, it was it was introduced in Live and Large, which we'll get onto. It was the first uh, expansion pack of the Sims. An expansion, so they released an expansion pack. Yeah, yeah. With the specific purpose of allowing Sims to bang. Yeah. yeah. So right. Sims right. in the first one can play in bed as an illusion and a precursor, precursor to Woohoo. Um, but from yeah, from Sims Two onwards, uh, Woohoo interactions can be carried out between two Sims, regardless of gender, uh, that have to be romantically interested in each other first. Um, so during the woohoo, firework effects will appear, along with bouncy effects in The Sims 2, or heart effects in The Sims 3 and 4. Um, and then eventually it'll give you the try for baby action, um, if you want to go that far. So, yeah. Well, but, but hang on, how, how did they make babies before woohoo? Good point. Did okay. they just appear? Maybe that was from the from living in large, <laughs> live large onwards, I think. I think that was an option after that. It wasn't called... Woohoo! It was just play in bed, um, and I think it was just, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that play in bed doesn't result in babies. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't know a lot, but I'm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, and there's also uh, Simlish, <laughs> Simlish, which is the uh, fictional language used by the Sims. Tilma, oh my, hey, we're right? <laughs> it's assumed that Simlish is the official language of Sim Nation, so Sim City. So they are connected, it says here, in that, in that regard. Interesting. Uh, and is there is there only one language across the entire virtual world, or are there different Sim languages in different Sim countries? Do you, I mean, do different Sim countries even exist? There are vacation expansion packs, um, but everyone seems to speak Simlish. In whatever game you're, you're in so uh, there is no official simlish dictionary but an unofficial dictionary based on the sims 2 can be found online if you so wish to it is up uh simlish was created because will wright creator of the sims knew that the game needed dialogue but thought that using real life languages such as english would cause that you know the dialogue to be repetitive and the expense of translating it into every single one so um he thought about using a native american language but decided it would be better to use a nonsense language couldn't be translated because the meaning could be left up to the player's imagination. Uh, some say it's a sort of a mixture between Ukrainian, uh, Native American, Romanian, Irish, Tagalog, and even gibberish, uh, but this has not been confirmed. It was actually first used in Simcopter, a flight simulator game released in 1996. So think of that. What's the Simcopter? Yeah, yeah. The so Sims, the Sim Systematic. I can't say the Sim Cinematic Universe. So expansion packs. So this is what uh, the Sims came up to keep keep the game going as long as they possibly can. That yeah. was Morgan opening another beer. So the first expansion pack, Live in Large, as I've said. So it was a weird one, Live in Large. It was kind of it, it was the first expansion pack, but all it was was like um, just silly things. So it created these new characters that could be involved in the game, such as. Uh, Servo, which was like a, a robot that would do chores. Um, Sonny the Tragic Clown. Which <laughs> it would uh, come to life from a painting if Sims are in a bad mood. He will try to cheer them, cheer them up by doing tricks which always go wrong and interrupt Sims' sleep. To get rid of him, raise the Sims' mood or set the painting on fire. Yeah. Unsettling. Uh, Unsettling. So 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 this they were like, what what do we want for this expansion pack? And they were like, well, yeah. shagging. Shagging, obviously. That's a given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a robot butler and mm. a terrifying clown. That's not it. Uh, the Grim Reaper was also introduced. Um, yeah, well, that would have been next on my list. 
they will come to fetch a sim's soul if they die. Uh, if he was, if he has been been generous, you can make any living sims plea with him and play rock paper scissors with him to bring back the dead sim. So there you go. Santa Claus is game. Uh, if a sim prepares a plate of cookies near a Christmas tree in a fireplace, Santa Claus might visit and leave presents under the tree. Uh, and there was also a genie. If a sim rubs a magic lamp, a genie would appear and grant him a wish with good or bad consequences. Plus, there's a lot of other new things you could buy, like a telescope and a lamp and a crystal ball. So it was all those kind of mystic type stuff. So it wasn't much new because this was the first expansion pack. But, you know, you still had to pay good money to have just those things. But you did. You wanted it because you, you wanted more. It's very early precursors. You know, all the way that games work now, with all the add-ons you have to buy and mm. um, loot boxes and all that kind of stuff. This is like a very early version of that, but at least you've got relatively decent content. Um, next up was House Party, um, which was, again, nothing much new, but it added new things like a DJ booth and dance floors and bubble bars and all that kind of stuff. And it had... Uh... <laughs> all, all the things you need for a great party. <laughs> a DJ booth, a dance floor, bubble bath. It's like, do you know what that is? That's your idea of a good night. Like, as you get out, it's like, DJ booth, dance floor. Then you hit 30 and it's like, bubble bath. <laughs> but they had uh, other um, NPC characters, um, entertainers. So if you bought a large cake, hid inside the uh, cake was a party dancer. They are sexy, both male and female. But if a kid is at home, a gorilla will appear instead. Um, they will flirt with your sims, married or single. So... What? Well, the gorillas will. <laughs> I don't think the gorilla did, but the, uh, <laughs> the party dancer did. Uh, Greenbeard the ghost, um, have a creative sim tell a good story around the campfire and a ghost might appear. Um, there's also a mime, if you throw a bad party, the mime is here to crash and try to make it better. But beware of his hands as he will steal items from your home. Uh, caterer, you can hire a caterer to keep the plates uh, full at the debutante ball. Um, and then, and then finally, Drew Carey. Um, Drew Carey will, will appear. <laughs> If you're throwing a great party, you'll just come to your home limousine. <laughs> if it's a particularly good party, Drew Carey will show. I know, of all the people. Very strange. Drew, uh, Drew Carey, oh. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, people in the UK, I must have had that as a game. I wouldn't yeah. know who the fuck Drew Carey was. No, what? I mean, I mean, I'm not, I think a lot of people listening to this now won't know who the fuck Drew Carey was. Drew Carey, what is he like, the American Jonathan Ross, I guess? Yeah, he did these lines anyway, and yeah. the Carey show and all that kind of stuff. Dr. Seuss-inspired pickup lines. <laughs> Come home with me. I'm not scary. I'm really rich. I'm Drew Carey. <laughs> I, just, I love that idea. Drew's here. Of course he's here. It's a, so, it's a sick, it's a lit party. Of course <laughs> Drew showed up. So if they had a UK version, would Clive Anderson show up? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> no, that's, that's only if it's a really bad party. <laughs> Clive Anderson shows up and you go, guys, we need to really up our game. Clive's here. Sorry, if Clive Anderson turned up to my party, I'd be knowing I'd have a great time. Um, I, I mean, I, I'd walk out like the Bee Gees. <laughs> so, next up, Hot Date. So, Hot Date introduced uh, Community Lots to the series for the first time. So this was the first time where players were able to play their sims on places other than their home. So you could go to other sims' homes and lots and downtown sub-neighbourhoods. So you could go downtown and watch cinema or go to bars and all that kind of stuff. So this is, this is like the first proper expansion pack. Yeah. Before that, it was just additional stuff. But this was the first time where, you know, you could get a taxi and go somewhere else. They did have a few uh, other uh, NPCs. This is my favourite, you know, 
I think with each expansion pack, the best bit is the NPC characters. Like, yeah, I just want, I just want to say, I'd, I'd kill for that expansion pack right now to be able to actually leave my house and get a taxi, <laughs> go somewhere. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, that's those are the days, aren't they? Uh, first up, Miss Crumplebottom was in this game. Uh, this old woman would poke and smack Sims with her purse when they perform romantic interactions in downtown. So if you if you had a hot date in downtown, this Miss Crumplebottom would come up and slap you. Uh, um, there was a few other things, but the only other interesting one is Claire the Bear, who would come to the Sims houses and raid the trash can. Don't know why they put that in, but there you go. So they got bears and gorillas. Okay. Yeah, and you can buy a, a hot tub and all that kind of stuff. But it introduced things like relationship bars, you know, down the bottom of the screen, and you could do more interactions with people. So it was it was getting bigger, and even bigger after that. The next expansion pack was Vacation. Uh, this was the first time it introduced uh, Vacation Island. It was technically it's technically the same thing as another downtown thing, but you'd go there and it'd be the big island, and on the same island they'd have like winter forest and beach. So you'd have a sunshiny bit, a wintry holiday. And like a nice like camp and again it felt like a, a, a brand new game really because it was a totally separate thing and uh, what i liked about it you weren't on holiday for like a set amount of time and then you had to go home you could stay on holiday for infinity so but so so there's no such thing as a weekend however no. on the upside you could go Holidays on holiday forever day. yeah um, why would you ever why would you ever come but but, but sure but surely if they went on holiday forever they weren't working and like they would get fired and their house would fall into disrepair and their children would starve no don't worry about it Oh, okay. Uh, not, not a great continuity no. of, of logic here, but okay. <clears throat> but what made me laugh is that with each new expansion pack, the harder it was to, like... Because these were the days of, like, relatively old PCs. Um, it wasn't like it was your laptop that you bought. It was your family PC. So you couldn't, like, ask your dad to get a better one. You were just stuck with whatever one you had. And so... It, well, you could, you could, you could, but you weren't a brat, so yeah. No, exactly. Um, but you had, you know, you know, so you had the limitations of your whatever PC you had. Um, and so with each new expansion pack, you had to like in, install it, but you couldn't get like, um, say, update and then get live and large. You had to do it in order of as when they came. Oh, out. so you needed each subsequent, well, I think, each I think preceding could, expansion pack to get the next one. Well, I think you could skip one. I think you can skip, you don't have to have all of them, but you couldn't install one and then install an old one. You had to do it in order that they came out. So. Oh. Just the way that the files work, so I just don't think it works. And just the amount of times when you used to install games like this, especially expansion packs, the amount of times that my PC would just crash and it wouldn't be able to hack it and it would just die and I'd end up ruining Christmas because I'd <laughs> happy and, you know. But anyway, next up, Superstar. Uh, this expansion pack just allowed you to guide your Sims to fame because this was back in the days of like American Idol and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we've moved. We've moved now from from uh, Big Brother to Pop yeah. Idol. Yeah, exactly. But in this game, um, not only did you have uh, new NPCs such as a butler and uh, obsessed fans and paparazzi, but you could also have several celebrities that would turn up in the game. So not only did you have Drew Carey, it's, it's Drew back. Avril Lavigne, no Drew. Avril Lavigne, uh, Andy Warhol, Christina Aguilera, Marilyn Monroe. And Andy Warhol. Yeah, yeah. Marilyn Monroe, John Bon Jovi, and then. Sarah McLaughlin and Freddie Prince Jr. Now, I mean, I'm right? Gonna... We need the re- we need the real cultural icons of our time: yeah. Andy Warhol and Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> I know. And, uh... I mean, look, I like Andy Warhol, but was he in She's All That? No, he wasn't. <laughs> um, and after that, the final one was probably the worst one to be honest: Making Magic, which was just an expansion pack full of like 
you know, spells and charms and magic and all that kind of stuff. So it has really jumped the shark at this point. It was all just about before it had a semblance of realism, but now it's yeah. Like, you know, when you had robot butlers <laughs> and Drew Carey <laughs> and, and gorilla strippers and gorilla was a stripper. Uh, you, I thought. Oh, I thought the gorilla was a stripper. No. And then you had. And then you had magic. Fine. But but at this point. But you can have a you can have a dragon as a pet in all sorts in this one. So. Oh, that's ju- well, that's just ludicrous. It says, upon moving in a new family, the mystery man appears with a box which includes a wand, a spell book, magic ingredients needed for the Todication spell, whatever that was, a wand charger, uh, magic coins, and a hole in the ground which provides easy access to Magic Town. So, uh, a, a, a Todication spell. <laughs> what could that possibly involve, Tom? I can't even. Begin to imagine. Maybe it sends you into toadfish from from neighbours. <laughs> bit niche. Um, anyway, so those were all the uh, those were all the expansion packs for The Sims. Uh, the Sims was released on February fourth, two thousand. Um, became a bestseller sh- shortly after launch, and in the US, it was the best-selling computer game of two thousand, with domestic sales of one point seven million units, and wow. it became the country's number one computer title in two thousand one. So it it sold another 1.4 million uh, the next year. Um, in 2002, The Sims became the top-selling PC game in history at the time, displacing the game Myst by selling more than 6.3 million copies worldwide. Uh, by 2005, the game had sold 16 million copies worldwide. And by 2006, the console versions of The Sims had sold a combined 3.5 million. So there were console versions on like PlayStation and stuff, but wasn't quite the same. No, it's a P- it's a PC game. It's a yeah. PC game. I bet I bet Will has got a few houses now, right? <laughs> I think he's doing all right. Yeah. And I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not talking about Sim houses. I'm yeah, talking about I, them real houses. He could probably afford a couple of house fires now. It'd be fine. <laughs> making um, making light of a man's <laughs> misery and loss. <laughs> Only on two geeks, two beers. Since then, we've uh, seen The Sims 2, The Sims 3, and The Sims 4, and they continue to be hugely successful and popular with new and old generations. Um, and I think um, even now, because the games like Animal Crossing have become really popular, like, I think The Sims has had a resurgence as well. With, with well, yeah, and I haven't I haven't followed The Sims, but presumably now when we're all you know we're all online, um, yeah. and and you can you know play with your friends online. Surely there must be a sim game where you you, you can you know you you can build your sim family and your friend could build their sim family and you, they can cross over and meet. Right, that seems like it must be a thing that exists. I assume so, but I don't know. I didn't research it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not what this is about. We're not. We're not about them now. We're about the nostalgia. No, that's, that's, that's the thing. Just, that's uh, thing. It's not. It's not laziness. <laughs> that was a deliberate decision you made. But I. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that that, that probably does exist. And if it yeah. doesn't exist, why doesn't it? It should. I know. It doesn't. I'm sure it does. Um, I just know that I've played. Um, I've played newer versions of The Sims when they've come out because I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm really in a Sims mood. Let's try and play it. Yeah. It's, and did all these? Sorry, did all these expansion packs come in between one and two? Um, no. Yes, yes. So they were all just The Sims. Wow. So each new version of The Sims then has their own load of expansion packs for each one. So Sims Four will have loads of expansion packs. I mean, it got pretty batshit crazy or or hamster shit well, crazy. That's the- um, <laughs> just, just by then. So I, I can only imagine where, where exactly. it got to. By well, that's the thing. So when I played newer versions, it is good, but it, I find it far too cartoony. It's it, yeah, it's heavily relying on the that side of it. Which, if you're up for that, it's brilliant. But I don't know. I just, too gimmicky. Lacks yeah. the lacks the, the purity of the original. 
Yes, exactly. Um, and then I don't. It's, I, with, it, with its gorilla strippers. <laughs> I, I think in The Sims, it was Sims 3. I'm sure they fixed this by now, but in The Sims 3, you, your player, you know, you could go to work and you could go out and stuff. But if they went into like a restaurant, like I had a date and went, you could go to the restaurant, but you had to sort of sit outside and wait for them to come out. You couldn't see inside the restaurant. You had to just sort of see the the outside of the building and wait for them to finish. And I think in expansion packs after that, then that's what they made you do. You see, in the expansion packs, it's like, oh, in this one, you can actually see inside the restaurant. And I was like, well, why do you have to wait for ages for that? And again, imagine going to a restaurant now, like even going, even even lingering outside a restaurant for a while would be nice. It's like you're not yeah. even allowed to linger outside a restaurant. Move along, move along. No. Uh, also several spin-off games as well, including my favourite, which no one seems to remember, The Sims Medieval, which was um, set in medieval times, obviously, but it, it was more, it was an actual quest-driven game. It wasn't like The Sims. It was actually, you, you, you players build up a kingdom, send Sims on quests and earn rewards in the form of kingdom points. Um, and it was great. I really enjoyed, I just bought it thinking, what the hell is this? Because I wasn't really into The Sims at this point. I played it. And I was like, this is, this is like a really good Game of Thrones type type game. It was like, um, it was like some guy at Maxis or EA just like, he got, he had like a load of money left over. He's like, well, can I just make this? Is that all right? I don't think it did very well, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure the guy who made that game, it's like vindication at last. It <laughs> bombed and it, 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 you know, the company went down, but, but uh, I really enjoyed it. So that's, <laughs> I, really enjoyed oh, it. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, did you know that there was a film? That was going to come out on the scene. How? What? But what even is? Well, the Matrix. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. Well, a live-action drama film based on The Sims was announced in 2007. Um, it was announced that the film rights had been purchased by 20th Century Fox. It was to be written by Brian Lynch, produced by John Davis. Um, but by 2019, following Disney's acquisition of uh, 21st Century Fox's assets, uh, the film, along with many other video game-based movies, were just cancelled. So it was one of those long lists of films, like the Die Hard film that was going to come out. And it just kind of got. Yeah, just... weren't they going to make like, like, Jenga the movie or something? Something like, like that. Yeah. 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 Not the not the greatest loss. Not the greatest. <laughs> no. Well, that is about it. What do you think? What do you think of the series? Um, do you know what I, I I stand by my original, my original thoughts in that yeah I think the fun of it is in the world building and yeah. then. The, the actual playing, if that's the right word, of, of, of the game is, is less interesting, I think. Having said that, <laughs> I wish I'd stuck with it just for those expansion packs because <laughs> those sound like a lot of crazy fun. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll go, but there must be like a, a Sims simulator. Yeah, um, I would have thought so. Somewhere online. Maybe I can, maybe I can uh, throw a lit party with a bubble bath and <laughs> a gorilla stripper. And, and if it's really great, maybe... Maybe if I'm very lucky, Drew Carey will show up. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so much nostalgia when, when I watch these back. You know, you can see all these long plays on YouTube and all this kind of stuff. But when you hear... <laughs> a Sims, a Sims I know, long play. I know, but you can hear... You know, we've said it before on video game episodes in particular, but when you hear like sound effects and music yeah. and loading screens and all this kind of stuff, when I watch them back, they're clearly all ingrained into my brain. Because even though I wouldn't have seen or heard any of these for like nearly 20 years... I knew it instantly, like I was playing it yesterday. And because you play yeah. so they're, much at one point, and then never again, it's, it's still there. They're, they're all, but they're all stuck in there in place yeah. of any like useful information, like it, no, any like no foreign language or knowledge no. of geography. But 
but the uh, sim sound effects are in there. <laughs> it's all in there. Well, that freaks me out a bit because I've said it before how like all that stuff is in your brain somewhere, but you need something yeah. to um, get it out. You need something to access it. So yeah, all your memories are in there. You just <laughs> if you don't write it down or record it, you've lost it forever. But it is in there. Because as soon as you see it or hear it, you go, oh yeah, I remember that. I don't know. That's, that's, that's another episode entirely. That's another podcast entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Memories of Tom and Morgan. Uh, anyway, so um, that is about it for The Sims. Done and dusted. Um, if you fancy some more nonsensical ramblings about random pop culture, and listen back to all 66 previous episodes at twogeeks2beers.com. Uh, we've also put them all in handy handy genres now which i've fixed on the homepage because you noted the other day that it wasn't working um yeah but it is now all working so you, if you want to look at what episodes on tv or film or video games and so on it's all on there in handy list form you can also find our episodes on uh, itunes or apple podcasts uh stitcher podbean uh spotify wherever you get your podcasts uh you can find two geeks two beers and while you're there Give us a little rating. Give us a little review. It doesn't take long, and we'd really appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thanks. <laughs> we're all on uh, social channels, at 2 Cast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also on YouTube. We're on Patreon. We can get lots of extra goodies and special episodes. If you pay a little bit more, you can get your own dedicated episode. All that kind of jazz. Um, we're, we're, we're all, all over the internet sphere I'm a little bit tipsy after that John Smith I've got to say. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what as well because we're in lockdown and we've been doing these episodes um, a bit more regularly we're so bored with this final <laughs> spiel it's like, it's like the most important part of the podcast where yeah. we tell people where they, what our website is yeah. how to follow us on social media how they can give us money and we're yeah. like oh, uh, yeah, um, Patreon, is- on, uh, Twitter uh, thing is I mean, I mean, I mean, for, for for listeners as well. This is the most boring bit. Of the I know. If you're, you're, re- you're probably not, you're probably not even nah, listening to this part, nah, right? Nah. It's the most boring bit of the podcast. We if, know if that. You're, if you're the regular listener, chances are you hate this bit. But we we'd like to keep you here because you know we always add a little bit in the end, so it's always worth listening. So, yeah. and if if you didn't know that we did that because you'd gone too too early, then you'd be missing out. You'd be missing your loss. Yeah, you know, real gems. You should go back to all of our previous episodes. Yeah, every, exactly. pretty, much, pretty much every single episode after the. The, the, the end credits song yeah. Has, yeah. A, has a little bonus go exactly. back to twogeeks2beers.com all those places I said before listen back to all yeah. the old episodes you'll find little hidden gems make an effort alright make, make, an, make an effort St- at least stay, at least listen to the end through all of this interminable <laughs> nonsense now we've slagged you off please do email us at podcast at <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even finished we're not even finished <laughs> please email us it's podcast at twogeeks2beers.com just to get in touch or to slag us off back. Why not? (laughs) To end with, um, so the game music, which you may have heard in little bits in the background throughout the episode, was composed by Jerry Martin, Mark Russo, Kirk R. Casey, and Dix Bruce. Uh, The game disc contained 37 tracks, of which 15 were published in 2007 as an official soundtrack album. Uh, Most of the tracks contained no vocals, but some of them did feature similar lyrics. So I thought, to play us out, we'll just have the lovely Sims theme by those great guys. Uh, nostalgia juice for me won't mean anything to you, but I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that'll go, ah, oh, that's nice. That is nice. So They'll, uh, they'll, they'll say woohoo. Exactly. So enjoy and see you next time. Enjoy the nostalgia juice. <laughs> Thank you.
Yeah. So this is this is fascinating. The, the the joy of having Bluetooth headphones is I can go get another beer while you keep talking. So I am I am right. I am listening. I am yeah, listening. I'm just gonna. <laughs> you haven't just got bored and walked off. No, no, no. I'm just, glad, you, I'm so glad you, you told me that. Well, for the, I mean, for the listener, there'll be no real difference. But I just wanted you to know. So. I mean, if you keep talking, they can't hear you. So that is a difference. So. Uh, you just got to hope that you don't say anything brilliant whilst you're over there because they won't be able to hear you. No, it's, it's, no, it's fine. I'm not muted, am I? It's no, you're fine. not muted. But there's such thing as a microphone. If you're further away from it, they can't hear you. No, but I've got a Bluetooth on my microphone. Well, you quieted down, so it didn't work. <laughs> it was all gold. It was all gold. <laughs> you missed it. And I can't, I can't replicate it. It was, it was, it was a one-off. <laughs>